What's up, everyone? This is Jorge Ambriz right here with Offbeat Podcast, and I'm excited today to be able to bring another exciting story with you guys, man. I got another exciting interview, and um, I've been looking forward to this one, man, since uh, this uh, gentleman agreed <laughs> to come on the show right here with me, man. And um, I'm so excited. And, and before, um, I, I want to just read a, a little introduction of who we're going to be interviewing today. And uh, his name is Justin Jerry. And Justin Jerry, man, he's a husband to his beautiful wife, Ashley, for nine years now. And he's a father to two beautiful girls, Araya and Alana, and soon to be his first son, Josiah. Yes, sir, yes, Round sir. of applause, <laughs> the boy. <laughs> That's every dad's dream, Yes, man. sir. And then uh, Justin is also a former owner of Self Made Training Facility uh, there in Redlands and the co-founder of the Good Man Movement, a nonprofit mentorship program for young men, grades 6 through 12. The Good Man Movement was a catalyst in developing and nurturing the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional aptitude of every young man that passes through the program. Justin ranks the Good Man Movement as his biggest accomplishment right behind marrying his wife and the birth of his children. Justin acknowledges that nothing is possible without God's mercy and grace. He is thankful for all the Lord has blessed him with, and we are thankful to have you here on the show, man. Yes, Justin, sir. welcome Thank to Offbeat Podcast, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. It's uh, it's it's awesome to be able to have you here, and um, I know I've uh, uh, interviewed a few of um, uh, the trainers there yeah. from the, the gym that you formerly owned, uh, which is self-made, man. And so when uh, I was like, man, you know what? Like I have always, I was, I was, I gotta get, I gotta get the owner there. I gotta yeah, get yeah. the owner. And so I didn't really know where, where to go. So finally, when I was able to like reach out to you on social media, yeah. I was like, hey, man, like let's get this, let's get this interview going, yeah, man. Yeah, man. And I'm thankful, bro. Yeah. I'm really thankful. Like we said off, off camera, it's just yeah. this is beautiful, man. So congratulations to you. Thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it, man. And so, um, just to get started, what I always like to do, man, is just uh, you know tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, yeah. um, how many brothers and sisters, you yeah. know, yeah. where 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 were you born, where are you from, man? Cool, man. <laughs> so I'm I'm right down the street, man. I'm from Rialto, California. Grew up there. All right. Uh, moved out here. Went to. Eisenhower went to Carter High School. Okay. Graduated 06, first first graduating class. All right. Got a younger brother. He's eight years younger than me. Okay. Uh, got an older brother. He's a year older than me. All right. Him and his family live in Tennessee. My younger brother, he's um, making moves around here in the IE as well. So, uh, like you said, beautiful wife, both parents grew up. So, just really trying to navigate my way going through yeah. from college, went to Laverne, um, trying to navigate and trying to, I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit, but just trying to figure that out, man. Yeah. Trying to figure that out. Yeah. And how old are you now? Right now, I'm 34. 34 years old. Okay. Yeah, All right. Man. All right. And so, how was it growing up, though, in Rialto, man, during, because um, we're almost what? So, we're 90s babies? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. So, so, it was good growing up in Rialto, man. Um, for me, I have a father that is lock and key because my dad is from L.A. and he's he's done his thing in, back in the past. So I wasn't able to get in any of the trouble. I saw all the trouble. I heard about all the trouble coming back to school the next day. Um, but it was great, man. I grew up playing basketball. Um, that that was just me, man. You're a typical young kid. Not much trouble either. So Yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. So, yeah, like as you said, your dad – your dad had probably gone, gone. Was he? He had a rough background. Yeah, I mean, I mean, lock and key. I mean, he's um, seven. Ki he's 
the fourth of seven kids. Okay. And so they grew up in L.A. You know, your typical L.A. had just his mom in the household. Yeah. So um, he was always dibbling and dabbling in different things. So you just always knew, you know. My dad is a no nonsense. He people always ask, "Your dad is a cop?" I'm like, no, he's not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> the way that he carries himself, the, the way, stoicness is just yeah. like you know. People are like, "Wow, well, you know, what is your dad?" So no, he kept us under lock and key, which I can yeah. appreciate because it's easy to get in trouble. I mean, we were right down yeah. the street from San Bernardino, from right. all the other places, so it was it was well, easy to get in trouble. Yeah, well, even Rialto is pretty active, yeah, right? Absolutely. Rialto has been has always been an active city too. Absolutely, I think yeah. it's one of those uh, those cities that a lot of uh, recently, they, they I watched a like kind of like a vlog or something like that about Rialto, yeah. And they were talking like all the all the hidden gangs there, like yeah, all the active activity, the house party crews, Absolutely. like how they were active. You know what I mean? So, and how was it for you, like as far as like you know, um, you know, with both parents, you know, growing up right there. You know what I mean? Was there was there? I know I even asked this question to Juwan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was it ever weird for you though? Because did you ever feel like, man, I'm missing out on the action? <laughs> I felt like I was missing out on action early years. Yeah. When I started going to Carter my senior year, I started seeing different things. Like, I was always the kid who was, I was shy, and I was kind of like, you know, everybody has one parent. Yeah. And so I felt like my dad was always there. Yeah. So I felt bad, and I felt, I don't know, you have that survivor's remorse, I guess yeah. you say. Yeah. And it was kind of embarrassing, too. Yeah. You know, but I, looking back at it, it was like, I know a lot of kids wanted that father in the household. Right. And so... Um, I'm thankful looking back at it. Hindsight yeah. 2020, for yeah. sure. So. No, 100%, man, 100%. Because, yeah, like, that's, um, we had that conversation, too, like, you know, like, because I, I was like that, too. I, I grew up, you know, fortunately, too, with, with both parents, you Good. know what I mean? Good. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful now for that. But hindsight growing up, it yeah. was like, man, like, you were the one that always, like, get inside. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you were, man. it was your name always being called, you know what I mean, from the house, like, you know, my brother, my brother's name is Juan. It was like, George, Juan, like, Jorgito, Juan, yeah. like, say, like, come to the house. And we'd yeah, be like, man. man. And, and all the homies, all the friends right there, like, ha, ha, ha. Right, like, right. Like, get your butt inside. You know what I mean? And, and we used to hate it. We used to hate it. But, but man, hindsight, like, it saved us yes, from, from, from getting into a lot of stuff. Because like sure. you said, you would hear about everything later on yeah You're like hey so-and-so did this or so-and-so got into that or i would go to <clears throat> class man especially going to um eisenhower my freshman year yeah i knew a senior um won't give too much information but i knew a senior and he was graduating the next day heard about how he killed somebody outside of school yeah. and they were trying to find him and things like that and it was just it hit man when you hear stories like that i've left i've gone to little bit of house parties. And it yeah. seemed like, you know, the Lord always orchestrated a way for me to leave early. Yeah. Because it was always a shooting. It was always somebody dying. And I didn't I, I didn't feel like I missed out on that part because I didn't want to be part of that. But, yeah. you know, it was always the Lord just orchestrating something. Yeah. And just being thankful to have parents that was really so, you know, on my bumper, yeah. so to speak, you know. Yeah. So, um, no, 100%, man, 100%. And, yeah, and sometimes, like, we don't we don't realize, like, that, you know, the things that we, we, we were saved from, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of things, I always think about that too, where uh, there were so many situations where, man, we we could have been there, yeah. you know, if it wasn't for that phone call, you know, when cell phones just came out. Right. You know, I remember I remember a few times too, man, where, you know, man, like some things went down right after getting that phone call. I remember the when cell phones just started coming out. Yeah. Um, I remember my mom, for some reason, man, she's like, here, here's a cell phone. I got a cell phone. 
And, you know, I was I was running a mud, yeah. you know, already during that time, you know what I mean? But she was like, here, just in case, an emergency. I was like, all right, whatever, you know. And I remember one time she called me. She's like, hey, you know what? Like, so, I feel like something's going to happen. Like, you should yeah. just come home. And I remember just wanting so bad to ignore it. I wanted to ignore it so bad. I'm like, but something in me just, you know, didn't, For didn't sure. allow me to. And I remember I'm like, all right, fellas, man, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just going to go home, mm-hmm. go rest. And sure enough, man, that night, like, some crazy man. things would just pop off. You know what I mean? And so, um, and so looking back at that, man, how was it for you, man? Because I want to ask a question. Yeah. Um, you know, about as far as growing up, though, growing mm-hmm. up as a black black American, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, here mm-hmm. um, in Rialto here, how was that? And how, hindsight, like, what do you, how was that growing up, man? Like, I just want to just straight yeah. out, you know. Yeah, man. So ask. for me, I mean... Rialto is, it was full. It was like a melting pot, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and so I never felt like an outcast. Um, but then you, you know, you hear about all the different stories of police brutality and things like that. Yeah. And I think I continue to attribute, like, my dad was always there. Yeah. And so having to deal with, like, police brutality or racism that I would even, like, anything that I would yeah. see, anything to experience, I never experienced that um, front, right in front of me. Yeah. I hear stories about it. I see it, man, even going to school in Laverne. Laverne's predominantly a white city, and I've never – I think it was just by God's grace. I've got pulled over maybe three or four times in Laverne, yeah. um, dark windows, things of that sort, and I never had to deal with that. But right. seeing it was something that was really big for me. And even starting with the good man movement, I think uh, not, we had – I started something called Bad, Brothers, Badges, and Breakfast. And where I had different uh, police officers and different people from different entities come out to talk about the police brutality that was going on. Right. Um, and it, w- it was huge just being able to understand what was going on and seeing the different aspects and the different um, different ways of things that, w- that was occurring. So for yeah. me, having to deal with racism like that was never overt to me. Yeah. Um, but I feel for those situations, and I and I like to study those situations, see exactly right. what's going on, what's the background in that. Yeah, knowing the full story. Right, uh, right. Good friend of mine, uh, Ryan Tillman. Um, he's actually a police officer in Chino, and he has something called Breaking Barriers United. Mm-hmm. And just pretty much talking about the 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 police officer side. He's actually from Rialto, police officer okay. side. Um, and the civilian side, and just understanding that that dynamic, understanding, yeah. you know, a big thing for me that they talked about was when a cop shoots, they're taught to shoot center mass. Center mass means the biggest part of your body. Right. So when they die, it's not like I was trying to shoot your leg just to stop you. I have to shoot where I can hit you the, the, the most. Yeah. You know, and so just different aspects like that, understanding both sides, having empathy for both sides. Right. Having a police officer in my own family and knowing knowing that, so yeah, man, I, I've I've dealt with it from afar and have been able to navigate from different ways. Yeah. You know? No, and that's a and that's a cool perspective. You know what I mean? And 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 I think these are the conversations we need to have and and have conversations like that. And I love how you say, you know, even with the Good Man Movement and even some of the people that you know, what they're doing is being able to. To see both sides yeah. of the of the of the spectrum, because I think that's where, I, like in all reality, man, like I I love to have these conversations because the thing is that you're never gonna have these type of conversations through mainstream media, right? Like that's a fact, man. Like, right. and I don't care what anyone says. Like, I, you may or may not even agree, right. you know what I mean, with what we say, but that's okay. The thing is that we're still trying to just bring a conversation about the situations because. 
you know, I'm in the same boat, like where I grew up in a, I grew up in an era where, man, like um, we saw both sides of the spectrum too. Sure. You know, I remember growing up, I always tell people <clears throat> growing up, you know, I, I did have a lot of run-ins with the law, sure. a lot of run-ins. And, and, and the truth is, man, that, you know, part of taking responsibility was like, the fact is that I was up to no good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. 90% of the time, right. like, I was up to no good. Right. The other 10%, it was because we were probably on our way to do <laughs> So, <laughs> so something was bad going so down. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so, and, you know, and the thing is that, you know, but I was, I did happen to have a few run-ins, you know, with, with, you know, with the police at a very young age. And sure. like one of the situations I remember coming in, um, in a situation where I think I was maybe like, I was 15 years old because mm -hmm. I had just gotten back from Mexico, and I remember we were at a we were near a neighbor's house, and we were in the front, and it was like maybe like four or five of us, all kids, no gang affiliation, nothing. We we're just kids from the neighborhood right there. Yeah. Um. And we we um knocked down uh it was a wooden fence, mm -hmm. and we knocked down one of the poles on accident. Yeah. Accident, innocent. Well, the neighbors instead of like you know call you know. Sure. Calling us and being like, hey, guys, can you put this back? They call the cops. And so, okay, fine. You know, that's their right, whatever. They call the cops. The cops come. And so they, they hey, you guys come here. Yeah. And we're like, you know, we're all kind of like shocked. Like, what, what, what what's going do? on? What did we do? We didn't do anything. We're just, we're just kids. We're right here playing. So they tell us what happened and everything. But then, like, one cop, man, he just, like, like zones in on me. Yeah. And and I don't know if it was because like I was just you know because I had just gotten back from Mexico, sure. so the tans out there are a little bit you know so I did come back browner than normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know I came back looking like straight paisa. You know I'm not gonna lie. You know what I mean? Like I was like you know, but I wasn't like affiliated. I wasn't mm -hmm. like dressed like a gang member or anything. You know, but he zones in on me, man, and, and you know, and I don't, I don't, I, I just had a serious face. I was just looking, I was just hearing, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you think you're tough, huh?" And I'm like, "What?" Like, so he just comes at me in that way, and I'm like, "What? What do you mean?" Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, why? He's like, "Oh, yeah, you think you're bad, huh, man?" You know, but let me tell you something. Like, you're nothing but a little punk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're this, you're that, and man, like from the like anger, but the embarrassment at the same time, like. I start crying, bro. Yeah, like yeah, I start yeah. like tears start coming out. Yeah. And then in that moment, you know, my mom comes. And then like at that time, like my dad didn't want to come because my dad thought he literally thought that, you know, I was doing something wrong. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I was just like, man, like I didn't know what to do. And he was like, he's like, man, like mock my words. Like, you know, I'm going to be the one to arrest you in a few years. Like I'm wow. going to put you away like that, bro. Wow. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, man, and and I remember going inside the patrol car, and I remember like, you know, like, they, like I don't know if it was a scare tactic or what. Yeah. If it was just like straight on racism, I don't know what it was, but man, I remember like just feeling angry, like yeah. feeling just so like remorse, like feeling like, man, you know what I mean? And and um, that moment was just like it was it was it was a uh, the first time that I actually like felt like. Like where wow, like man, why why is he coming at me right, like that? Right. You know what I mean? But you know, that was one situation. What happened, you know, years later was that through that time though, I was able to come across not just him, but mm -hmm. I was able to come across other officers. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, and then even when I went into juvie, um, because I ended up having to do some time in juvie too. Yeah. You know, I ended up coming across, man, some great, great officers. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know what I mean? And and what I don't know what it was like in my life. I never allowed you know one experience to dictate how I thought about Good. everyone. Good for you. And that was and I'm really happy about that. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's how my parents raised me. Sure. You know what I mean? But I never allowed like that experience to be like, man, you know what? I hate cops. Yeah. You know, I I hated that moment, but it never allowed me to like go that far because it man, like I said, like man, through that those experiences, I was able to come across some great officers, you know, some great probation officers, Absolutely. some great people that man, they would literally like sit down with us. You know, they would literally like maybe they came from parts of the area where we came right. from. And they were like, look, guys, like, you know, they would really, they really cared about us. Right. They really show, showed empathy, care. So I was able to, like, really see the both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? And so when things do happen, it's sad. It's sad because, you know, I feel like nowadays, like, we all rush, yeah. you know, to one conclusion. You know what I mean? And 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 I'll be, all, I'll be real. Like, uh, like, now I see it more than ever, like... And that's why I don't even try to listen. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is politically driven. Of course. You know, it really is, you know, and and it just rushes people to think one way. Sure. You know what I mean? Instead of, like, really, like, and that's why I like what you say, that, you know what, to really teach people to to see both sides. Yeah, man. To empathize with both sides. Yeah. Because, like you said, man, like, there are people that 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 are going to care, that, that do want, you know, people to understand that, man, you know, this isn't... This isn't our only duty, you know. This yeah. isn't like our only goal is to just go and, you know. And then there are some people that are just bad. Yeah, there are, and it's on both sides, man. I'm like in college, I worked for a boys' home, and that really touched me. And the boys' home had a side where there was at-risk youth and there was there was the uh, autistic, and I worked with the at-risk youth and I loved it. I loved it, man. It was from a standpoint of where uh, these kids, the next step was jail. Mm-hmm. And so they all stayed in the cottages. They they did college, They did school there. And yeah. so they had different, you know, gang fights and things like that. But there's one thing that stood out to me. Um, I was there in the summertime in the cabins. Yeah. And I yelled out. We were trying to get the kids to to make their beds and and uh, get ready for food. And you know, they, we had our program that you yeah. had to do. And I just yelled out, "Man, y'all need some daddies." And one of the kids yelled out, rest in peace. He's actually a kid that I mentored for a long time. Unfortunately, he was killed uh, last year. But he yelled out and he said, um, if I had my dad, I wouldn't even be here. Mm-hmm. And it touched me, man. It touched me because to understand, and I think this is something that, and I'm not sure how deep it goes when you do police academy training and things like that. Yeah. But to understand, have that empathy to 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 delve deep into that, yeah. Because there's there's hurt in that pain in that background. Ninety percent of the time, in my yeah. opinion, there's hurt right there. Big um, time. You can sit down and you talk to these kids. You got tattoos on your face, things like that. Yeah. Um, there's a person behind that. You uh, see this hardcore, and once you break that down and see that man, there's there's somebody in there that needs to be talked to. There's somebody in there that needs to have some empathy. There's somebody yeah. in there that. You know, I know you and I are, are believers in the Lord. Somebody needs to be witness to. Yeah. You know, so I just really, I'm, I, I empathize with that community. I love working with that, yeah. that population. You know. Yeah. No, and we need more of that. Like yeah. we, we really do. You know, and and it, we need more than just like these generalized like wannabe political solutions. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Because I mean, I, at the end of the day, you know, um, I think that's one of the biggest things, man, is that, you know, the the lack of fathers within our communities, both brown and black. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I think that, you know, um, we talked about this the other day. We're having a conversation with my wife and, mm-hmm. 
and we're talking about the importance of identity. You know what I mean? And sure. how how a lot of the identity truly does stem from our fathers. Sure. Like whether we know that or not. Like, Absolutely. What do you think about that? No, I agree with you, man. I think a lot of the things I've taken on, a lot of characteristics comes yeah. from my dad. Yeah. My wife tells me all the time. She's <laughs> like, your dad is a huge part in your life if you, if you really recognize it. Because a lot of things that I do and I don't do is yeah. like, this is what a man's supposed to do because yeah. this is what I was taught. Yeah. You know, there's certain situations, a situation one time where it's like, um, if a man has a problem with my wife, that man better talk to me first. Right. And she's like, where do you get all this stuff from? It's like, this is what I was taught. You know, yeah. my dad, like, <laughs> he puts it down. So yeah. when it comes to identity, it's like a lot of things that, a lot of the the principles that, that I stand on is yeah. from my dad. Right. And it's very true, man. So yeah. a man's a man's role in a, his son's life is huge. Yeah. Huge. And yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that needs to be more addressed, that needs to be more talked about is, is we really need to, and I think that's one of the things that a lot of society shies away from. Sure. You know what I mean? Is that like, they don't want to talk about like the true root cause. Because I look at that, I look at like the people that I grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, I want to say probably, you know, 90% of the kids that, you know, it's probably a group of 10 of us. Yeah. Out of those 10, probably only two of us had their dads with them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And the rest, you know what I mean? Like, you know, their fathers were either in prison or they weren't in the picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, so yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a, a mom nurtures, I, I really feel like a, the, the mother figure is the more nurturing figure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where they, they nurture, you know, um, uh, a lot of areas within, you know, even male and, and females. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at the end of the day, like that confidence, that identity, yeah. you know, that 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 love, that respect that we desire, you know, it truly does come from the father figure. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I And I, I do have some beliefs in the background of that. We should, especially as minorities, should take responsibilities of things that we do. Yeah. But I do have some, some, some thoughts behind like the welfare system, yeah. behind the private prison system and just how we are wrongfully incarcerated, um, your yeah. race and my race, um, the welfare system where if you have a two-parent household, you weren't you weren't eligible for welfare. Right. So what do they do? The 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 husband or the father is removed from the household to try to get that that financial relief. Yeah. But is it systemic? Is this something that they're they're trying to push on us? And I know it gets really deep behind gets, that. Yeah. But man, I I know it's a systematic thing that's that's targeting our communities yeah and even when when you say systematic you know i think that because sometimes like it's exactly that it's a system and i think that sometimes the like in um in the systematic way um you know maybe because some people can argue well you know i don't really believe that's the true intention and it's like okay yeah let's say that it's not the true intention sure but when you do systemize something it's something that can just become repetitive absolutely you know and i think that that's that's your i you know i think you are going somewhere with that because you know, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, like, why can't we? And I know it's a very, it's a long shot. Sure. And I know that there's no easy fix sure. because like it, when you get down to it, it does, each situation does need to be individualized. Yeah. You know, each situation does need to get individualized. You know, there are some people that, you know, do need that extra help. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, even with both parents, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they need that extra help. They need that extra assistance just so they can get by so that eventually they can do better. Absolutely. But then there are there is that other part where sometimes people do take advantage yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's I think it's very hard sometimes like for people to or like the the you know 
the I don't want to say like the makers of this system, you know what I mean? But like the people who kind of control that Absolutely, area, man. I think sometimes like um, it's 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 a difficult thing. It's it, very difficult, man. And I it's just even down to like I said, private prisons. Yeah. So yeah, private prisons. That means that it's a business. So if it's a business and I make the most money off of imprisoning the most amount of people, yeah. How do I do that? Do I make the, the laws harsher for those who are, and not that I'm advocating for it, those who are selling weed, and now weed is legal yeah. at certain, you know, certain aspects around it, why are they still in prison? Right. It's still a business. So you need to create repeat customers, and they're repeat customers or prisoners. Yeah. So there's just certain, there's certain aspects around that, man. I know it gets deep, but yeah. Yeah, it does. It gets, it gets, it really does, man. Because like, <laughs> there's like, there's so much to it, man, that, because I, I, I think about that too, and I think that, you know, one of the the harshest thing, man, that a person can go through is when they do end up in that. You know, yeah. I mean, when they do end up in the prison system. And I've seen good people, man. good people that they wouldn't hurt a fly. Man, you know what I mean? And yeah, maybe they end up doing something and end up going to prison. And I've seen, you know, uh, they were supposed to only do six months to a year, turn into them doing five, six, seven years. Tacking on time. You know what I mean? Because once you get in there, there's a whole system of politics even right. within there. Because it's just people people are adapting, you know what I mean, to whatever's available to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got inmates that say, well, okay, I'm here. I got to adapt. Yeah. You know, they don't want to become the victim. So what happens is that they join the predators. Absolutely. You know, they join that population of like, okay, well, Whatever I have to do, and they get into these prison politics and yeah. everything like that, and it just becomes a repetitive cycle. Absolutely, repetitive and cycle, man. I think that's our. I think that's our responsibility. Yeah, is trying to, and that's that's like my life goal outside of my own kids. My yeah. life goals is like I want to step in for those kids, those at risk kids, especially like my nonprofit trying to. We're we're going to kind of pivot into a new aspect to where we can offer these skills. Mm. If you're busy, you have these skills, you have something you can make money off of. Because let's face it, I mean, at San Bernardino, Rialto, you have these impoverished areas yeah. that need a tangible skill. Yeah. Barbering, coding, electrician, plumber. Yeah. I'm that's like my 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 goal. I'm gonna get yeah. that. We're gonna get those kids. Oh, yeah. We they're gonna walk away from high school with the with the they don't have to go to college. Yeah. Some people are not built for college. hundred percent. So we're gonna we're gonna grab those kids, we're gonna give them a skill, yeah, and make them better contributors to society. Yeah. You know? A hundred percent, man. I love that, man. And hey man, offbeat podcast is right here. Hey bro. man, you know for I mean? sure, bro. Hey, because for sure. That, yeah, because that's one thing that we've talked about here is that, you know, like and I know we've even made posts about that where we wanna we wanna be able to try to um, you know, draw people from the community, yes, you know, adults, young adults, young men, young women, yes, you know what I mean, to come and learn podcasting, yeah, you know man. what I mean, because it's not just podcasting, it's not just talking behind the mic, but there's video editing involved, there's like shooting cameras, there's lighting, and all those are skills, yeah. those are all skills, honestly, those are all skills that we're leaning towards the future, like it. if we, if you notice, man, like short content, long form content, like that's what everyone is leaning, Absolutely. businesses, they're getting out there through social media. You know what I mean? Like businesses are looking how to improve their social media yeah. uh, appearance. Like, you know, like that whole genre, man, is just like, bro, it's 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 yeah. exploding, man. So so I would love to, bro. Like hey, if man, you ever want to partner I, with that, my like mind that, is my mind is moving right yeah, now. Bro, I want to do yeah. that. Cause if I if if I could walk away knowing how to make money, yeah. As a child, and I know that I'm <laughs> my parents are struggling, my mom is struggling, yeah. but mama have something. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, we could, we could, yeah. We'll yeah. definitely be talking oh, yeah. off camera. <laughs> yeah, man. No, and it, and it's and it it is possible, man. Because like I we even talked about it a little bit right now, man. Like, yeah. Because you were like, man, do, do you have a background in editing yeah. and video? And I was like, nah, man. I was just <laughs> I was just a gang member, bro. Like I was just a gang member. I was just you know you know dealing drugs, using drugs, man. I had no. I, I only thing I knew how to do was turn on a computer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like search. For things I shouldn't be searching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? And and burning CDs through <laughs> Limewire, man. Like that's all I knew how to do. You know what I mean? But you know, there's a song, man, that um uh I forget um who sings it, but I love what he says, man. He's like, he's like, um, I think the words go like, man, the the smartest, most talented of our raza, mm-hmm. they're all dead or messed up in a messed up tranza. And what that means is like, you know, the smartest, most talented of our people, yeah. they're either dead or locked up because of some twisted man. Deal. Man. And that's so true, bro. Like, you know, like most of our people, man, like and young people, you know what I mean, like that are caught up in these communities, man, that are caught up in these communities that we've come from. You know what I mean? Like they're the most smartest. They're the most talented. They're the most good-hearted, man. You know what I mean? Like I know people, man, that have come from the background that I've come from, that they'll take their shirt off yes. their back for you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and it's all because, you know, the, some morals, these respects, yes. you know, certain values that they that they learn. But it's just that, man, they just had bad guidance, man. Man, man. and I, it's so funny you said that because I was talking to my wife about that. I said, you know how smart, like, these these young gang members are and stuff? I I went to, going to Carter, there was different gang members. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, I hated uh, math. So I had this guy in my class, Petey. Petey would come to class, but he wasn't in class the, the weeks before. We would have a we have a test, and I'm studying my butt off, man. I'm going to extra periods. I'm going <laughs> coming after I come get a 76. Petey come to class that day. I remember watching his test. What you getting your test? 93. It's like, bro, how? Yeah. Like, yeah. there's so much potential in there, but we don't yeah. always see that. Yeah. And and being able to recognize that is is something that's very important. Yeah. Yeah, I know and we need to work together, man, as a people need to we need to stop listening to mainstream media. I think that's yeah. big, man. Agreed. We need to stop listening Agreed. to them and we need to really focus on what our communities need. Agreed. Because the moment we we start, you know, focusing on what, you know, for example, you know, like when the whole defund the police thing sure. was happening, you know what I mean? Like, you know, one of the things that I understand what kind of the motive was behind it. Sure. But people were just taking it to a whole nother extreme, yeah. you know what I mean? And where it's like, no, wait a minute, man. Like you live in some, you know, um, Midwest, you know, town, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like where you might not have a lot of crime. I live in San Bernardino. Yeah. You know what I mean? So your propaganda might work over there, but it's not going to work here. No. And I, I, and I have no political motive. Like I'm looking out for my community. Absolutely. I'm looking out for where I live. Absolutely. I'm looking out for where I have my family living. Yeah. You know, I'm looking out for that. You know what I mean? And I'm established in my city. I'm yep. established here. You know what I mean? And so we need to stop listening to all these things and we need to really start working together on what, you know, because that's what's going to change lives, man. Yeah, man. You know, I look back on the, um, it was it was a it was a probation officer, you know, slash counselor mm-hmm. that saw the potential in me that mm-hmm. said, hey, man, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you're smarter than this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, why are you taking all these, like, classes, you know, just focus on getting your high school diploma, yeah. focus on getting your GD. And and if it wasn't for that, 
You know what I mean? But it was, but look who it was. It yeah. was like, it was an officer. It yeah. was a sworn officer that, you know, people might say, nah, that, you know, but no, like I look at the good, I look at the Absolutely. positive, like, yeah, there might've been some negative, but at the same time, there are people within the community that have to do, have to do and have to perform a job. But at the same time, they're also looking out for the good outcome of, our, of our generation. If it wasn't for people like that, man. Who knows where I would have ended up? You know? And it's and it's important for me because it's especially when I hear grown-ups speaking to children. Yeah, what we say to children is important. I think one of the yeah. biggest things for in high school. Shout out to Coach Wolf. I don't know wherever you are, Coach Wolf, but my senior year, play basketball. I didn't get a scholarship. It was just big. People were asking me and things like that. Yeah. And uh, Coach Wolf was like, "Where are you going next year?" And I'm like, "I didn't get a scholarship. I'm just gonna go to Laverne. Got accepted. Blah blah blah." It's like. It's all right, you know, don't worry about it. You're gonna be you're gonna be just fine. I know it. Yeah. Those words stuck with me at 18. I'm 34 now. Those words stuck with me. And so the words that we put into those kids' minds, mm. the words that we say to them, how we relate to them, yeah, is important, man. It's huge. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. Yeah, we need to speak, we need to be able to speak life into yeah, our, man, our speak communities. Life, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. And so this um, so with the good man movement. You know, that's something. How did that start? You know, I know you kind of touched on it, but how yeah. did it really start? How did it really come about, you know, you saying, man, this is something I want to really lean into? Yeah, so for me, my dad um, at our church when I was younger, he started a mentoring program just with the older men and the younger boys yeah. getting together and things like that. So I think it was already bred into me not knowing it. Mm -hmm. um, came to my youth pastor and I told him, like, hey, I want to start a, a youth program, a, a young boys men's program. And so what we did was we did like SAT prep, we did um, um, interviews, uh, job interviews, okay, things yeah, like yeah. that. And so just kind of equipping them for life. And yeah. so we did that for about six years. Um, we all the funding came out of my church and things of that sort, and oh, it really nice. was was helpful. We was able to give like five hundred dollars scholarships, things of that sort. Okay. Um, once I started the gym, I had to kind of shut it down. And so right now I'm in a season of just trying to bring it back. And like I said, you know, off camera, I want to bring it back to a point where I can give tangible skills. Yeah. Um, I totally understand that everybody goes to college. And even if you do go to college, if you went to college and you're able to make money. Yeah. Because we're broke. Yeah. <laughs> college students. And I just think it's very important, man. I think there's an, there's an aspect that's missed with, with kids. Yeah. And uh, my goal, man, <laughs> I'm not shy to say it. My goal is to put the American career colleges that have rise out, out of business, man, because I want to be able to offer this to you <laughs> so you can, you know, well, go right out. Going, they're already going out of business, man. They're already like. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be that catalyst even further in. <laughs> well, these colleges, these private colleges, bro, like they're, they're, they're a lot of them are coming are coming out to be uh, scams, bro. Yeah, man. That you see all the, the I don't know if you've noticed, they're like DeBry recently, they won a class action suit oh, wow. against DeBry. Okay. And I guess, um, so anyone who went to DeBry, man. I, I think you can go to the, uh, um, I don't know which one, it's like, it's, it's the student, ad, student financial aid administration, okay. something like that. Okay. Um, I'll even put the website there. Like I'll, I'll, I'll look for it. Yeah. But I think you can go and if you went and you paid money or you mm -hmm. got tuition or you have loans from there, mm -hmm. they actually um, just approved. They won in favor. Wow. And so I guess they're going to be refunding and paying off all those loans. Wow. And then if you paid out of pocket, they're going to be refunding wow. that back to you. Because it turned out to like there were it was you know it was fraudulent uh, education. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> they were you know like for example like um, like if you wanted to be a cop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they would like, oh, you know, come to our program. You know what I mean? Like, you know, after nine months, you know what I mean? Like you're going to be in law enforcement. Right. 
You know what I mean? But but the truth is, man, all you got to do is just apply. That's it. You know what I mean? And like, they'll give you all the training. <laughs> yeah, and they'll pay they'll for training. Get, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't have to. Because these schools were charging, like, bro, like 30, 40, 50, yeah. $60,000 for. You know, what I mean, education that did it wasn't even needed. So, yeah, and the goal for the goal for situations like that is like, there's no, you don't pay us. Your payment is your attendance. Yeah. While you're in school, your payments is your attendance and your grades. If you can produce those, we're going to give you all the skills that you need. Yeah. And actually walk away with a with a cosmetology license. And I'm and I'm speaking all of this into existence as it's yeah. being worked on. But I'm I'm a true believer in what's about to happen. Oh yeah. We're going to what's going that, to happen. Oh yeah, that's big, man. That's big. Cause shout out, shout out to all the cosmetologists and yeah, to um, for sure barbers, bro. For sure, bro. Like I, I I have mad respect, mad respect for so many of them because a lot of them are are. There was a time where it was just looked at, oh, they cut hair. Yeah. But now, bro, like you, you, you got people that man have this entrepreneur spirit, Absolutely. and they're 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 haircutted, they're taking it to a whole nother level. And tell me how it's going to. It's not going to. And you're looking at these different things projected to be taken over by tech. You can't take this over. You can't. You, it has to be a person that's cutting your hair. It has to be a person that's yeah. doing your hair. AI can, <laughs> cannot touch my head, That's bro. it. You won't touch mine, I'll tell you that, Heck especially no, with man. me losing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm facts, bro. That's facts, man. I'm, I'm 100% with that. So it's all these skills, man, that, and, and, and I love that, bro. Like we, That's one thing that, yeah, we need to... And 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 I feel like we're 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 in agreement with that passion, bro. That yes, to really bring in um, young people to have skills to yes, not sir. just you know throw them out you know into this world because um, like another thing, man, is like I don't want to I don't want to bash it too hard, but let's yeah. see where it goes. But yeah. like like our education system, man. Okay. Like how do you feel about like our educational system here? I feel like, like our public school system. Yeah, I get it. I feel as if it's. I don't know the right word to say for it, but I don't believe in it. I don't believe in it. Yeah. Um, somebody put on Twitter a couple of days ago, I'm 34 years old and just wrote another check for my, for my mortgage. Still haven't used the Pythagor- Pythagorean's theorem. And I'm like, <laughs> for real, bro, for real. We yeah. haven't used it. And I think that is, it's, all, it's systematic again. Yeah. I don't know what the end goal was when it was created. And so I'm very meticulous. Like my wife and I are actually vetting schools right now for my my five-year-old is going to go to first grade next year yeah. and trying to understand, like, I want her to go off and understand how to make money, yeah. how to, you know, pay bills. Yeah. I have a full master's degree, and I knew nothing coming out of college. Started, the, started self-made, and I feel like after my whole self-made experience, I got a doctorate in, in business. <sighs> But they didn't teach me anything in college. Yeah. But they took my money, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. It's not saying don't go to college. I'm just saying that there's a there's a there's a way and we should be very methodical in the way that we try to get an education. What are we yeah. getting educations in? Things yeah. like that. You know? Yeah, man. And ah, uh, dude, it's it's and it's a real and and I get you, man. I feel you on that so much because like right now we have we have young kids, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, that are in the right now they're in the public school system. Mm-hmm. And um, man, you know, I've you know, lately we've been getting a lot more involved than than um, than normally we were. Sure. You know what I mean? And so we've been seeing things, man, of like how they deal with situations that, man, we're just kind of like, man, you know what? I don't, I really, like you said, it's this systematic way of learning Absolutely. that they don't take in their personalities into consideration. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and um, you know, the reason, you know, like we're, we're, 
we're entertaining the thought right now too of like, man, what should we do? Like, do we want to keep them there, or you know, do we really want to homeschool? Yeah, you know what I mean because. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, like, you know, private school is not really something, you know, within our budget right, right now. Right, right. If it were, we'd probably entertain that. But we're like, man, you know what? Like, you know, we're honestly entertaining that thought because, you know, like I recently had a situation with my son, mm -hmm. you know, and um, oh, man, it, it got me so upset man, yeah. because um, I went to I ended up going to the parent teacher conference. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have no doubt that this teacher is a great teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, I have no doubt that. They have great intentions, and and that's why I'm I want to be careful on how I how I you know I don't I'm not really trying to bash anyone in particular, sure. But I just feel that the situation it was dealt with just it wasn't dealt with in the wrong way, and so what ended up happening was that like that was kind of one of the first things that she opened up the conference with was like oh you know what I wanted to give you this and it was a referral mm -hmm. it was a referral from my son and and she's like yeah this happened last week and. You know, the first thing that came from her was like, yeah, you know, he was um, he tried to strangle another student mm -hmm. in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And so right away, I was like, I was in shock. Sure. Bro. You know what I mean? Like, this is my son this is my eight year old son. You know, um, I was just, you know, concerned, mm -hmm. angry mm -hmm. at the same time. Just a lot of mixed emotions mm -hmm. that I went through. But at the same time, I'm like, I there was just something in me. I'm like, that doesn't sound like my right, son, though. Right. You know like I, 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 I know. I'm not saying that I know everything about my son. Like I understand that there's things that we can miss as parents, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that doesn't sound like my son. Like yeah. I know him to the point where he's not just going to. And because I asked, I'm like, did something provoke it? Mm -hmm. Did something happen? Did, and she's like, no. Well, I asked, and and he just said that. Um, that he just did it, you know, because he saw, because somebody did it to him. Mm -hmm. And then she asked, like, oh, was it in school? And that he was like, no, outside of school. And and so she was like, okay, well, you need to talk to your parents, like this and that. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, that doesn't sound like my son, man. Right, like, right. I know my son is rough. Right. Like, I know he's, I know how he is. He's playful. Right, right. You know what I mean? But so anyways, man, I'm like, you know what? So being a dad, man, like after the conference and everything, you know, I went to, uh, I had my son and, and, and I, you know, I had my daughter go inside and I just one on one in the in the truck with him. And I'm like, hey, Papa, like, look, um, I'm, I'm, I, I got this referral. Yeah. Like, I, I know what happened. Yeah. Um, I just want you to tell me what happened and why. Like, mm -hmm. that's all I want to know. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I just want to understand. Yeah. You know, and, and so he, he told me he told me what happened. And I just told him one more time. I'm like, OK, buddy. I'm like. Are you sure? Like, yeah. I just want to make sure, like, that you're, you know, is that really what happened? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, are you willing to go back and say that to the teacher? Mm -hmm. And so what ended up, he ended up telling me was that all he did was, like, that they were in the bathroom, boys being boys. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he, uh, he tried to, he was, he grabbed another boy from back here mm -hmm. and it was just, like, massaging him mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just, like, you know, squeezed his neck a little right. bit. Right. But it wasn't strangling. <laughs> and so I'm like, and he he does that to me. Yeah, like he does that to me. He does that to my wife. Like he, it's it's you know what I mean. Yeah. And I'm like, that sounds like him. Yeah. So I went back. I'm like, okay, we're gonna go talk to your teacher, because if you, that's what you're saying, I don't understand why she's saying mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So went back, talked. Turned out she's like, oh no, I didn't know that. This is the first time <laughs> that I'm hearing this. And I said, well, I'm like, okay, well, I gave her still the benefit of the doubt, and I still looked at my son. I'm like, hey, buddy, if anything ever happens again i I'm, I'm telling you you need be honest just yes. be open about it. it explain to them exactly what happened yeah and then so you know and, and 
you know, and so she, you know, she was like, yeah, you know what? And I, but I did tell her, I, I was like, do you understand why I'm concerned about right. this, though? I addressed him, right. but I'm addressing you now with all due respect, but you did not do, do your due Absolutely. diligence. Absolutely. And then she tried to, like, blame another educator saying that she was the one that performed the final investigation. I said, okay, I'm going to go talk to her. Right. So I, what did I go do? I went to go talk to the other Absolutely. person. And it turned out that the other person... The other person was like, oh, no, no, yeah, that's what he told me. And I said, so why is it written right. here? Why Strangling. does this referral here? And not just that, why does the teacher saying that to me at this parent-teacher conference that just happened 30 minutes ago? Right. So what you're telling me, number one, is you guys are writing um, uh, misleading information. Absolutely. The second thing is you guys are not communicating that to the teacher. If that was your final investigation... If that was the final outcome, why doesn't she know about that? Yeah. So you, I was like, you know what you're doing, right? You, what you're doing is you're mislabeling our children. Absolutely. You're mislabeling them. So you have an eight-year-old boy that if he hears that that's what he's doing, mm -hmm. when all he's doing is just horse playing, given mm -hmm. the fact, given the fact, if he's supposed to keep his hands to mm -hmm. himself, I'm 100% in agreement with that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah. But let's not talk about strangling. Yes. Let's not talk about that. You're mislabeling our children, and then you're not doing... And she's like, no, it's because I didn't write that referral. And I said, well, who did? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, it was the teacher. And I was like, well, then why is the teacher telling me that she didn't have anything mm -hmm. to do with this? Mm -hmm. I said, you guys need to tighten this communication mm -hmm. up. And this needs to stop. See, and the thing is, that's what needs to happen, too, because you are an advocate for your child. hundred. And it's, it's unfortunately, we don't have kids out there that, don't have, that are not advocate, that yeah. don't have their advocates. So when you say strangulation, now this kid is labeled like that. Now exactly. this kid is starting to believe... Okay, if you guys think that I'm angry and I'm and I'm violent, I'm gonna start being angry and exactly. violent. Exactly. And that's so there's a there's a responsibility from a parental side. We yeah. put that responsibility on our kids, but there's a responsibility to the school system as well, to where you don't label my kid as strangle is a strong word. That's a very strong word. And so yeah, I Bro, so I was <laughs> bro, I was I was I was lit, bro. I yeah. was so mad. And and I I I try to address them because I didn't want to be the angry Mexican, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I, I addressed them with the most utter respect as I For could. Sure. But at the end of the day, man, like, I just felt like, no, like, first of all, you're a public teacher. Absolutely. So I live in this area. I pay tax dollars. We know you know what I mean? Like, so, so at the end of the day, we do have our right to, mm -hmm. to, to speak this, you know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? And so it just really, because like afterwards I went home and I talked to, to my wife and I explained to her the situation. You know, I had to calm down a little yeah, bit by course, talking to her because I really was upset. Of course. And, um, you know, but I said, man, you know what's sad, though? Mm -hmm. This is what's sad, Justin, is that, okay, I took it that way. Mm -hmm. And I was and I was able to get to the facts. Mm -hmm. But, bro, how many single moms, how many parents? Bro, there's so many parents that I, I just think back. At, if my parents were to have gotten that referral, yeah. bro, it would have been... Beat down first, <laughs> questions later. Ask questions later. <laughs> or beat down, no questions. Sure. And then and then the thing is, but who are the first people to call caseworkers and to report child abuse? Who right. are the first ones? The educators. Right. Because they supposedly like have that responsibility. Absolutely. They have that responsibility from the moment they write that referral. Yeah. Those are the things that they should be thinking about. They should be thinking about, you know what I mean, like the like what they're doing and how they're handling this situation because they're dealing with children's lives. Yeah. And they yeah. don't understand that some of these kids 
aren't going to go home to both parents. Yeah. They aren't going to go home to a to a healthy life. Yeah. They're not going to go home to a to a healthy mom, to a healthy dad. They might be going home to a parent Man. that is struggling with mental health issues. Man. They might be going home through these things, and they might become a victim of child yeah. abuse now because of what? Because of a referral that was not thoroughly investigated. Absolutely, man. You, are you know what I'm saying? So right. like, so I was like, ah, oh, like I was like, man, yeah. like, you know what I mean? like I was. I, hey, I hear you, man. Because I mean, fortunately, my dad. I mean, we talked about him a little yeah. off camera, but. So hardcore, but he's an advocate for his children. Yeah. And so if, if if something happened, we get in trouble. It, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be like you. Yeah. We're gonna fully investigate this. Yeah. If I need to whoop my son, I will. But if y'all yeah. gonna put some dirt on his name, or you gonna, something that's gonna yeah. happen that I don't agree with. Oh, all hell's gonna be raised loose. You know. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. We need to protect our children. Absolutely. Man. You know, I think that that's one of the things that nowadays, like. A lot of people or a lot of parents feel like they don't have the right to. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think there is a correct way to do Man, it. You know what I mean? And and that's why we're really entertaining the thought. You know what I mean? Because it's not just that. It's just that, you know, like like my son, he's very active. Mm-hmm. Like he's very active. He's impulsive. Yeah. Like he's he's playful. He's very, he's into sports. Most like, boys I gotta, are all which that. Most yeah. boys are. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? But that's where I'm like, you know, like because... Every he's he's a good reader. He's good in math. Like he just got an award today for math. Good. Um, man, so he's good at numbers. Um, he's he's you know what I mean. But then when it comes to certain things, they're like, oh, you know, he's he's like he's falling. And I'm like, well, isn't there a different way? Like maybe that's just not his style of learning. And that's what I'm talking about, man. If you listen to um, I like to listen to I like to listen to a lot of podcasts, but yeah. listen to a story that Jamie Fox gave. Yeah. So much, like he has so much energy, so much energy. But he had a one teacher that was like, look, you do good in class. The last 10 minutes of class, you could do your whole stand-up set. <laughs> so he was like, okay, I'm going to be oh, good in class. I'm ready to tell all these jokes because I can't <laughs> hold it in. I got ADD and everything. Yeah. It's like, But you have those educators that can recognize, like, look, yeah. this kid, this is what he is. And he's making millions of dollars off of all that ruckus that yeah. he was putting up. For us to understand each child, especially in our own home, understanding yeah. exactly what each child gives. Yeah, I can't yell at my youngest daughter because yeah. she is just like, a look is going to set her off. But just having that mm. understanding of who you're dealing with. And I think that's something our education system needs to implement yeah. as far as training our our, our, um, our edu- teachers, yeah. educators, you know? Yeah. So. 100%, man. Yeah, because we need to, yeah, it's, it's, something's got to change, man. Something's got to change. And I'm just, I'm just glad like that. Like it made me it made me feel good because you know afterwards I looked at my son, you know after we left the office and everything, I looked at my son and I told him I was like, "Look, son. I was like, I want you to know something like I love you. I love you so much sure. and you're not anything that anything that was talked about, you're mm-hmm. not any of those things. Mm-hmm. You had a you had a moment where you were playing around and 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 I will tell you this, like you should keep your hands to yourself. Yep. Just it's better." Yep. I was like, "But and all these other things, that's not who you are. And I told them, I was like, and as long as you're truthful with me, mm-hmm. I will always have your back. That's it. Always have that's your it. back. And I want you to know that. And he just looked at me and he's like, okay. And then I'm like, you know, because that's me. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to advocate for what the wrong that he's doing. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I, hey, if, if there's something that needs to be corrected, I will be the first. Yes, sir. My wife knows that. Yes. <laughs> My wife knows that. Like, I'll be the first to correct it. I'll be the first to address it, you know. But at the same time, like, because, and I think it, it, it a lot of it does stem from, and that's why, like, I believe so much in, 
in rehabilitation and recovery. hundred percent. You know, that's why I believe in in if in fathers being able to be restored and being yeah, recovered man. and and being you know going back with their families and things like that. I'm I'm so so huge on that because we have so even through those bad experiences because mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's what it stems from from a lot of my experiences as a child mm-hmm. and how teachers dealt with me mm-hmm. like that sort of trauma kind of is in me and so it just kind of gives me that protective impulse where i'm like no 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 you're not gonna say that to my child yeah man you know what i mean like not in my house yeah man man that's that's so great for you to be able to do that that and the words that we put into our kids man the words that you constantly just feed them like you're not this you are this i'm i have my daughters i give them i say you are beautiful they say i received that I love you. I receive that. Mommy loves you. I receive that. You're smart. I receive that. Yeah. It's just I, I'm going to brainwash my own kids to know yeah. that you know you are somebody. Yeah. You are strong enough. Yeah. And so I just I'm I'm hoping and praying for that for others outside of our homes and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. That's and that's great words of advice right there, man. It's yeah. just what what you're speaking into. Um, and then do you ever? With the school system and with everything that that's going on, even right now in culture, like, does mm-hmm. what kind of fears do ever like you know arise within you? You know what I mean? Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, one of my biggest fears is like, um, I say all this in love, but one of my biggest fears is like even looking at situations like Dwayne Wade's son, or they say daughter, and he's he or she has made that transition. But also, I have a fear of being of my kids being brainwashed into something that they're not even fully ready to receive. Mm. They're not fully ready to make a decision. Yeah. Um, I have prayers for my kids, but I don't want them to be able to make decisions. If you can't drink, if you can't go to war yet, yeah. how you get to choose your gender right now? Right. How do you know what you're feeling? Right. At t- by 26, your frontal lobe, which helps with all your decision-making has just formed. So you're saying at 12, 13 years old, that child can make that decision? Yeah. And it's all in love. But at the same time, I mean, there's a documentary on YouTube right now that talked about, I know this is going to get deep. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah no, let's, um, let's do it. But there's a documentary right now that that shows a journey of like these 50, 60-year-old um, men and women who chose to make a gender transition back in the day when they were younger than 18. Yeah. Those type of situations has caused them when they found out, like, wait, I'm really not like this. Right. It was just a point in time in my life that I thought maybe that was, or somebody told me that. Now they're regretting it. Now they've cut off or added certain things or taken different hormones that's kind of messed up their bodies. Right. And so my biggest fear for my children is the information that they're going to get because yeah. I'm not oblivious to know that they're with their teachers and the people that are around for 30 plus hours a week. Right. Six hours a day, five days a week, yeah. 30 plus hours. 30 plus. And then I come home for one to two hours. We take baths, we we eat, and we get to, get to bed. But I've given you 10 hours for that week. Yeah. And so my biggest fear is that they're, they're influenced to something that they look back and they're like, that's not really what I wanted to do. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. No, man. And it's, oh, dude, I, I, I feel you on that. Yeah. I feel you on that a lot, man. And that's something that... You know, my wife and I, we we've recently been talking about a lot too, where, you know, and 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 it's kind of like right now I've been like in my mind I've been brewing where I need to have more intentional conversations with my kids. Sure. 
You know what I mean? Because they're, the other day we listened to a podcast and um, what's the podcast called? Yeah, at, okay. at home and um, real good. And I really love what, and they were talking about that, about like um, talking, um, breaking the ice um, and talking about sexuality with our children. Sure. And, um, you know, when is it appropriate? When is it not? You know, and and um, I love what the, what the dad was saying. He said, man, you know what? He's like, we really got to think about um, how we were in that age. Yeah. And the type of information that was coming to us already at that age, and I started thinking about it, and I'm like, that's so true, man. Because I started, like, you know, I started learning about, you know, sexual things, man, as soon as, like, six, seven man, years old. Same. You know what same. I'm saying? And, um, but I think because, because, like, I, I, I learned, I learned a, a lot of um, bad things. Sure. You know, and a lot of, like, you know, not good things, you sure. know what I mean? So, for me, it's like, man, how do I have these conversations, yeah. man? You know what I mean? But the truth is that what he said, he's like, look, the, you know, our kids, man, they're being exposed to all these different ideas, all yeah. these different conversations. You know, once they got, they have a phone, you know, all these information that yeah, they're yeah. getting on the phone, text messages from their from their from other students, from other kids, their yeah. friends, you know, like, you know, they're having all this information. If we're not their number one trusted source, yeah. then guess what? They're going to look for that trusted source yeah. in other in other avenues. So that's one of our biggest fears too, man. Man, and that's, I mean, it's so key because looking at that, like even my kids, my kids are younger than yours being five, but they have their YouTube channels. Yeah. And there's things that are on there, man, and it's like, I know you're going to know. I know you're going to see it. I'm not oblivious to know that I was five, six years old. I'll be, you know, when they're 12, I'm not oblivious to that. Yeah. But understanding, and I think still understanding and explaining in a calm way. Yeah. Um... And not being so thrown off guard by it, yeah, you know, because I think I think once us as parents, we're, we're such in a roar, like wait, 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 no, 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 this is bad, everything yeah. is bad. It's like let's calm down, yeah. And then you know we don't believe in this. This is what we believe. This is why we believe it. And yeah, you know, and hopefully you know we train up a child in where they should go. Yeah, they they won't stray. So that's what we're hoping for that that will yeah. occur. You know, yeah. Yeah, no, I I love that approach. I love that approach, and 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 that's that's so true. Is the calm factor? Yeah, man. Because like, yeah, like, I, me, I'm 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 a many times I'm a react first. Me too, <laughs> me too man. So I'm like, what? Like, no, you yeah. know what I'm And so, and I think that that does throw our kids off. Like, I know it's thrown my kids off because it can come off like, oh, you know what, daddy's mad. Yeah. And it's like I have to come back and be like, no, 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 I'm. I'm sorry that I reacted that way. It's not that I'm mad at you. Yeah. It's just that the situation is just kind of, you know what I mean? So it's 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 something that I'm definitely working on. Yeah. But it's something that I'm definitely there in agreement with you, man, is, man, just, um, and I think that just goes back to, like, you know, we really, as parents, like, we really have to be the, like, we really have to set that boundary to be like, no, like, at the end of the day, I'm the main teacher for my Absolutely. child. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And and what you decide to teach or what you don't decide to teach, like, yeah, that that's cool. But at the end of the day, like I should be able to be in, in that conversation. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like Great. how how what is being taught, like what is this? Like, like you can't just share these ideas just because you feel like as an educator you have the right to do right. it. You know what I mean? I think that at the end of the day, like we have to be able to have that that right, you know what I mean? Right. To like to to speak on certain things and be like you know what like you know I, I I 
appreciate the idea. Like you said, all in love. Like, I appreciate the idea. Yeah. But you know what? That's a no for me. Absolutely. That's a no for my child. That's a no for us. Um, you know, you know, if you, you know what I mean? Like, I think we have to be more active in fighting, yeah. you know, for those type of things, man, because the ideologies and all that stuff that's going on right now, it's different from when I went to public school, and I'm sure for it's different. For sure. It's different. For sure. And I think for me, I'm glad that we had this platform to say because it's like I've, I've been struggling with it past yeah. maybe six months and just saying stuff on my social media. But just because I don't agree doesn't call it hate speech. Exactly. Just, be, you know, it, I can love you. I have yeah. I have one of my former bosses, and I know we're getting to that. The former bosses is, is a gay man. Yeah. And cool people with me. Yeah. We don't have the same belief system. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I hate you. Exactly. I still love you. Thank you for saying <laughs> you know, that. I still man. love thank you, man. For, you know. Thank you for saying that. So it's just, that, yeah, that's it. That's so true, man. And it's because like now it's like if you you have to agree with everything. Yeah. If or not, it's hate. It's hate, and it's like no, it's not. Like I can be on either side of the spectrum. Absolutely. Like there's things that I can agree with this, but I might not agree with that. But it doesn't mean I hate you. Right. You know, it doesn't mean that that I don't like you because I'm the same way. Like I know people, some good people, yeah, some awesome people, man. That you know, um, lean towards that way of their sexuality. Yeah. And I got nothing but love for nothing them. Nothing but love. You know what I mean? Like, do you know? Do I share my faith with them? Maybe if if it's they're open to it, great. Yeah. But if not. It doesn't mean that I'm gonna hate you. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm gonna like you know, you know. But it doesn't mean that I have to agree with right. you. You know, I'm sorry like that. Maybe certain things or certain ideology you might not agree with. But at the end of the day, that's still my right. That's it. That's it. Because <laughs> it's just your on the other side. It's just their right to believe what they Ex- believe. Exactly. So I, yeah. yeah. And I think that's the the, I think that's the common ground that you know we need to really like just come to. And and there's things that look like. You take your belief system, you take, but let's let's keep education as education. Absolutely. It should yes. You know, yes. let's let's keep the education system for what it is to educate, like, you know, as far as gender identity and far as far mm-hmm. as all this sexuality, mm-hmm. that should be a, something that's, you know, um, that should be a conversation that's done at the home mm-hmm. with the parents. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you went through, but um, sex ed, seventh grade, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was my, sixth grade for was me. Was it sixth grade? Sixth okay. Grade, yeah. yeah, my parents had to watch the movie that they were going to they're gonna show for it yeah. and then sign off for it. And yeah. if not, you could keep your kid home for that day when they showed that time. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to walk into for my daughter. I don't know what you guys have walked into yeah. for your kids, but we should be able to say, yep. We'll send the kids to school. You guys yeah. can go ahead and do that. If mm-hmm. not, keep them home. Yeah, go from there. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna walk into. Man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I recently saw a video of a of a parent man that was um, there was uh, she was threatened to be sued just because she requested the curriculum wow. from a school. I don't know what state it was in or anything, you know. But and I don't know like how you know uh, how. Um, it, you know how extreme maybe sure. the video could have been, sure. but just that simple fact. Like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna focus on that simple fact. So wait, so she requested the curriculum from the school, no, from a public school, right? You know what I mean? And then they had her like go through a bunch of loopholes, and then when she finally got the curriculum, she started. Um, she questioned them, and then they told her, no, you have to go through some other loopholes to ask questions about that. So they made her. So of course, like 
you know, through going through all these different loopholes, what does that do to a person? It's like when you call customer of service, course. man. You know what I mean? After the third, fourth person you talk to, you're like, bro, like... I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're either good or you're like, get me off. You know right, I mean? right. You're hot. Or, or you're, you're hot. hot. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, man, you better fix this yeah. right now. So, of course, man, like humanity, human nature is like, man, after so much, you're going to get frustrated. 100%. You're going to voice yourself in a way where... So, I guess... What ended up happening is that they didn't like, they they had a whole um, school board meeting okay. where they addressed her, like just her, because of this. And I'm like, and then they, and then the the, the teacher's union, I guess, ended up um, filing a lawsuit, like a frivolous lawsuit wow. against her. And it was all just for show. Wow. It was all just for, to put stress, to put frustration on the yeah. parent. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, that's... If if that's as true as it is, yeah. like if that's a hundred percent accurate, like as it is, and like regardless of like, let's put the political motivation, all that crap, let's put that to the side. If that's truly what all she did, yeah, was request that, and they're giving her a hard time for that, that just goes to show that man, you know what, this public education system has too much power. Yeah. You know, they're and they're does. trying to strip our, the power away from the parents. You know what I mean? And and I feel like especially. Our communities, like, you know, these lower income communities, you know, we have to look out more for that because I feel like that's where the one, the communities that get taken advantage of even more. Yeah, I totally agree. You feel like you don't have that voice, but when those who know they have a voice, it's just like knowing the law. Yeah. It's like when we see, um, and it, it, you know, it, it. it could be something that might just be from just my aspect, but when you see like maybe you know our Caucasians brothers and sisters who have more of a knowledge of the law, yeah, who can say certain things and do certain things, yeah, and it's like how did they get out of that? It's like we need to make sure that we're educated on exactly what we can and cannot do. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. man. It's like man, how did how did homeboy get only six months probation, right. man? <laughs> <laughs> there may be other aspects of it too, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's true, man. And and you know what? And money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, money, money is a big, I always say this, man, like the only true privilege in this country is green. <laughs> the true color of privilege in this country, man, is yeah. it isn't white. It's not black. It's not Mexican. Yeah. It's, it's, it's money. Hey, you access know? to capital will get you in it, so many doors. Exactly, man. I've seen people... Literally situations like that where how the heck you get six months probation, man, for that crime? Yeah. Money. That's it. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't the color of their skin. It wasn't, they were able to pay for the representation, you know, proper rep- representation, man. And it's sad that, that that's what, you know what I mean? Like uh, it's sad that, that, that a lot of the things do come to that. Sure. You know what I mean? But, but more than anything, man, we have to use the voice that we have and sure. really advocate for our kids, man. And, um, all right, so going, kind of going off, let's kind of like, uh, not sidetrack, but let's kind of go. So what led you to, um, that's a good conversation. Yeah, bro. man, for sure. I love it, bro. I really love yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. It's good, man. Um, but so you were, you, um, you, you recently made a transition, right? Yeah. You were um, the owner right there at Self Made Redlands, yeah, right? For sure. Um, great gym, man. Great gym, by it. the way, bro. Thank, like, thank you, know, you, man. And um, you're the first owner, right? Yeah. First owner. So props for that, bro. Like that <laughs> facility was dope, man. Everything. So you recently made a transition to 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 give it up to sell it, right? Yeah. Um, so talk about that, man. Man, so I've always wanted to own a gym, and I've always wanted to own a barbershop. And so, you know, I went into that situation, met Miguel. Um, he was more than, Miguel's the CEO. Yeah. Opened his arms and was like, hey, man, you know, this is something you can do. And he yeah. explained the business model to me. Um, and I was excited to do it, man. So we walked into that thing. 
me and two of my business partners walked into it 2018. Okay. Opened our doors March 2019. And then we decided to expand and sign contracts a month before the pandemic started. <laughs> so we went from 8,000 square feet to 25,000 square feet, Ooh. man, and building during the, the pandemic and, and going up and down. And um, like I said, man, I feel like I got a doctor degree in business because of all the things I've experienced. Yeah. And it was a great experience, man. It yeah. didn't have, it was not without its ups and not without its downs because it had a lot that went into it. Yeah. Um, for me, having my five-year-old, having my three-year-old, having my son on his way, it was time for a change. Um, mm-hmm. I I loved every part of even the good and the bad of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to experience people. I was able to experience contracts. I was able to experience insurances, um, everything you can think of. Um, but it was time, and I felt like, you know, I was being led in a different way. Um, I want to give more time to my kids, more time to my wife. And big props to my wife. Just I have millions of ideas. Yeah. She's like, okay, go ahead. (laughs) And like, I can see it in her eyes. She's like, oh man, not another one. But she, you know, supported me throughout the time. Yeah. Um, I carried a nine to five. I still carry a nine to five throughout that process of owning a gym. Okay. So it would be morning time. Um, work out, then go to my nine to five, and then after yeah. the nine to five, go to the gym, and it was taking a toll. It was taking a toll, yeah. and I'm I'm really thankful that I'm able to like really pour into my kids now. Uh, it's been about a month and a half, and I've just been like picking them up from school, man. I'm calling yeah. different <laughs> gymnastics place, like okay, we gonna get the kids in there, and so I'm just thankful for that opportunity, and yeah. I'm looking forward to wherever else. It takes me, you know. New venture, you know. New venture. So, yeah, bro. That, yeah, that's dope, man. And and how was it that you came about, like in the fitness industry, man? Because so, I know you've competed yourself. Too, yeah, right? I competed. Man, I competed my first time was in 2018. Okay. Um, and then I just competed last year in June. Yeah. And we looking. Uh, coach told me we're gonna go up in September, so <laughs> we're gonna look like we'll go up again. But for me, I've always loved working out. Yeah. I got background in basketball, playing basketball growing up. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I've always wanted to own a gym, not knowing the aspects of it, but being the 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 niche that um, Self Made was, where it was a it's a barbershop model. The 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 yeah. trainer pays you to be in that space, and yeah. and it, it was a cool model for me. And so being able to, uh, I truly didn't believe that we could open that gym up, but I did everything from going through the SBA loan process to. Uh, vetting different facilities and things yeah. like that. And so um, it, it was a good learning tool. Yeah. Very good learning tool. Yeah. You know, contracts and, and things like that, man. So Yeah. And that's, and that's such a pool of wealth that you have now, man, that you're going to be able to pass on um, even through your mentorship program. Because yeah. those are things, man, that, again, they're not talked about in public man. school, man. Not even in college. Not what? even universities, man. And that's what's so sad about it is that you literally go into the real world, and when it's finally time to to grind, yeah. you know what I mean. You're like you're having to relearn. I mean, I I I understand education, like where, like I always say this: um, it's one thing to have education, but it's one thing to be educated. Absolutely. And I think that, and the difference is that is that you can have a certificate, you can have a background, you know, and go through the education system. But at the end of the day, someone who's educated, I feel, is someone who is actually able to take the tools and, and apply, apply it to every situation. Yeah, yeah, you know what 100%, I mean? Man, and so, she's like, you're <laughs> right about that. It's like being able to apply that because I look at it sometimes and I say, 
how come I didn't know coming out of college the difference between a C corp and an S corp? Like that should have been the easiest thing. Yeah. Applying for an LLC and understanding the two differences. Yeah. Like, and I just now got wrapped my head around the two at 34, not 21, 22 yeah. when I'm in college. And yeah. so, yeah, man, yeah. a huge learning experience, huge. Yeah, yeah. and t- talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Talk yeah. about that. Talk about, like, I know there's some people there that, too, like, they're probably, like, you know, there's a lot of talk about LLC, S-Corp, C-Corp, you know what I mean? And then, you know what I mean? It sounds fancy, it sounds tight, it sounds yeah. cool, but, like, um, why don't you break it down a little bit, what you've learned from yeah, that? Yeah, man, so, it's, I mean, for me, in the most simplistic way, LLC is pretty much what separates you from your personal. Yeah. So, your limited liability corporation and basically... You have your C-Corp and you have your S-Corp. Your C-Corp, once you get taxed from a tax standpoint, you do your taxes every year in the W-2 when you have your regular job. If you have a C-Corp, when you get taxed, you get taxed along with that same entity. So um, Justin gets paid $100,000 a year from his regular job, and then he gets paid $80,000 a year from from his business. His taxes will be taxed together. Okay. When you have your S Corp, you have your W 2. Justin's going to be taxed from his regular job, and his S Corp is his own individual entity. And so the S Corp is going to be taxed on its own. The business will be taxed by itself. A lot of times, what I'm learning is people who want to be investors and things like that, they like to see your company as an S Corp. They want to see you totally, completely removed from your business right. as an S Corp. They like, right. no, I don't want you to, if anything goes down, I don't want it to be George or Justin that has to, that is going to be associated with that business. Right. And so there's so many more different, and and you have to figure out exactly what business that you'll go into, that you'll want. Um, But there's so many different tax benefits, so many cons on each side. Yeah. So it's just looking at your business and figuring out which one do I want to go down. Yeah. And that's what I always, and I love that you broke that down because um, that's what I I always try to explain to people too is that, because some people think that, well, I have my LLC. Right. I was like, but you have to understand that your LLC is just how you're structuring your business. But it doesn't doesn't determine how you're going to get taxed. That's it. Because there's a lot of LLCs that are basically um, called single member LLCs. Absolutely. Where it's, you're basically, you do your taxes and then you just attach a schedule C. There you go. You know, under your LLC. It's, it's pretty much, you're still doing the 1040 form. Yeah. You know what I mean? But your, your business has the LLC attached yeah. to it. So you are protected when it comes to like a liability issue. You are protected as a personal, but that's what I always tell people. I said that, you know, after you start making a certain amount of money, yep. that's when you got to start visiting how you decide to be taxed. And that's where the S corp and the C corp comes in. Why didn't we learn that, man? We exactly, in high bro. school and stuff. You know but. why? Why is it that this ex gang <laughs> member right here is teaching people about LLCs, S corps? Come on, man! Like, well, where would we? Have, how what? much further would we have been if we would have known that in our education system? Imagine, bro. That's that's that that yeah. boggles my mind, man. Yeah, man. And it's so it's so cool to learn those things. I get excited about those things. Yeah. I don't know if you do yeah, too. Yeah, man, get excited, for sure. Bro, because it's like, yeah, like, and then, because then that's, that's I, I, I really believe that that's the difference sometimes of, like, it, it really is perspective and mentality, you know, because um, sometimes we could, we could, you know, we can argue, we can fight, we can fuss about like, man, why doesn't the rich pay taxes? Right. Well, guess what, man? They are structured in the way to do it. That's it. But the truth is that the benefit that they're bringing into society is completely different. Yep. And the truth is, like, what if we had that power within us? What if we understood the tax system? What if we understood, like, but that's what we're, we're taught. We're that's taught it. 
hey, the W two way. Yeah, that's the, what we're taught. That's it, man. Yeah. And and it, and it's breaking that mold. I mean, I yeah. love my parents. My parents came from a, a society. Uh, 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 era of where, like, my mom was always telling us, get a county job, you can retire for oh, 25 yeah, yeah, yeah. years, <laughs> all that, man. I'm like, no, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to walk out at yeah. 60 and die 15 years later. And it's like, uh, you know, you've yeah. been working all these years. It's like, so that's for me is big. Like, for yeah. my, my daughters, like, I've opened up a custodial account for them. So it's like, Ooh. by the time they're 18, I want them to walk into, you know, some money. And being able to 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 manage that is huge, you know. What what is that? What's a custodial account? So like, for me, for each child, I open up a a, a account for them on E Trade. Okay. And so for them, I bought I bought one ETF. Okay. Um, and it was it was QYLD. So I put I think I put like two hundred dollars in each in their account, and it's residual income now would come in because I get paid dividends each year. Okay. Now when I'm the custodial to keep it because they legally can't have their own um, stock account. Okay. And so I'm the custodial of it. I continuously put money into it, and then once they get eighteen, they could take it over. That's tight. And my goal by that time is like, man, it's been. 13, 15 years has been sitting here. Hopefully, this have has risen to a certain amount of mo- of money yeah. to get there. You know, I put life insurances on them that um, are pretty much life insurances that you can tap into later. I want to be able to have them be able to, like I started a business, but I needed a down payment. Yeah, but I had to go to different people. My my business partner was the one who took like a lot of the money and put the yeah. hard money in. But if you want to take a chance, a calculated chance. I want to be able to have $10,000 for each of you, like, here. Here's your yeah. t- calculated Talk chance. Talk about that, bro. Take Talk it, man. about you that, know, man. Like, like that's, that's how it should be, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Because, yeah, what if they don't want to go to college? But they got the down payment. That's it. Or they have the capital. That's because it. that's what holds a lot of us back sometimes. Of course. Is, like, the capital. Where are we going to... Man, we want to do this. But, okay, we, got, we need a capital. Absolutely. We got to... You know what I mean? And then we'll go apply for a business loan. The business loan denies you Absolutely. because you're not... Your entity's not structured yep. the correct way. Or, yep. You know what I mean? Or you don't have the, um, the, uh, the um, how do you say, the, the, ah, the collateral, yeah. right? You don't have the collateral. You don't own any assets. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, but those are the things that, man, we should just start a school, bro. Oh, man, I'm <laughs> telling you, man, let's talk, man. I'm so, I mean, being, that education, that knowledge is yeah, huge. And that's is, what we man. need to get. So. It's, it's so big, man. It's so big. Even like things like, man, like how... How to purchase your first home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those things are never taught, yeah. man. And so you got people coming out, like, not knowing where to start. Yeah. You think yeah. the barriers of entry are so huge. You're like, I only need 3.5%. Exactly. Or there's or there's um, there's structures that help me. Um, I forget the name of it. I was just talking to my brother about it. But there's programs out there that your down payment is like... Zero. 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 It's like, but we don't know about these things. Yeah. We're not given access to this type of knowledge and yeah. information. You yeah, know? exactly. But then sometimes you try to share this, man. And this is like, this is where I get, I get frustrated. <laughs> My frustration is, man, you try to you try to share these things, and yeah. people just look at you like like you're talking in a in a in an ancient language, bro. Like like you're like. And and sometimes, man, I'm just like, man, I don't even want to share anything with anyone anymore. Like, I, I'm telling you what to do, and you don't do it. You but know? you know what the thing that I found? Because, yes, you know what the thing I found is that people turn around a couple years later and go, hey, weren't you talking about A, B, C, and D? Yes, I was trying to tell you about it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking <laughs> No, it's true, man. And it's like... And it's like, yeah, man, I told you that. Right, man. Like, right. You know I tried to, like, tried to tell you, you that. You gave to someone else, but I told you that, man. Nah, 
<laughs> you know, but I, I, cause I'm like that. I'm very passionate. Like just last night, I was a, a young couple, man. I was, um, I was there and I was helping them prepare their taxes. Okay. And I was like, man, I was looking at their income, and then like their sister mentioned, like, you know, I tell them that they should get a house, and I'm like, yeah, man, like, you guys make good money, yeah. like, you guys should, why not? They're, yeah. I think they're like 24 years old, you know, what I mean, young, and they're making good income. Yeah. They're they're just married. I said, and they've been in the same job for like about two years already, mm. two, three years. Well, he, he's been in the same job for like two, three years. Mm. I'm like, everything you need, you got it, bro. Man. I was like, you should do it. I was like, but you know what? I told them, the first thing I told them, I was like, look, man, don't talk to a real estate agent. Man. Don't talk to a real estate agent. I'm, I got love and respect for real estate agents. Yep, I do. I do. I love, agent, I love, so I love, I love I, them. I love you guys. I love you guys. But man, the truth is, man, that I was like, look, everybody and their mom is a real estate agent nowadays, man. I was like, no, go to the source. Go to a lender. Go to a broker. I was like, that's the first step. Go to them. Let them run all your financials. Yes. Let them run everything. Let them run your credit. Let them... And they're going to tell you in what shape you are. If you're not in shape to buy a home right now, they'll tell you. Yep. But you know what? They want your business. So they're going so to tell you Exactly. Yep. Yep. And then I'm like, and, and they were like, their eyes were just like open because they're like, this is the first time somebody's telling them. Yep. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we didn't know that. We're just like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about get Because a lot of people are like, I'm going to wait to get it together. Right. No, man. Don't Even if you don't have it together, just go... Talk to a lender because they want your business. They want to close a deal with you. And if it's not now, they know that if they can win your trust in six months, in a year, Man. they got that deal. And most of the time, especially in society right now, the rents, I know some people, the rents are just as much as the as the mortgages, if and not more. more. It's crazy. And so it's like, yeah. like one of the guys I follow, his name is Jamal King. He's called himself the nine to five millionaire. Everybody, every single person on this Earth is involved in real estate. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're homeless, you are involved in real estate. Yeah. You whether you're renting, you're involved on the other side of real estate yeah. because somebody's getting you money from you. Yeah. If you're owning, you're involved in real estate. Something directly or indirectly. Yeah, that's it, yeah, man. It's so true, you might as well be on the right side of things. Exactly, man. <laughs> and that's what. And that, I think that's a big moving factor. Even talking like kind of what we we're talking about earlier about our communities and stuff. I think that's a big building block in yeah. our communities. We yeah. need more young men, young women to own homes. Yes. Because I think that's going to be like, I get, like, I, I'm weird, but I, like, in our street yeah. where we live, um, you know, we moved in back in 2016. Okay. We, we got our, our first home there, man. And, and we're blessed, bro. Blessed. It's not the nicest, it's not the best, but it's ours. It's yours. It's, it, and it's, it's, yours. it's a beautiful feeling. But in these last few years, man, what we've been seeing is we've been seeing a lot of young couples move in and okay. buy these homes. Okay. And I get excited. Yeah. I get excited because I'm like, yes, that's what we need. Man. And and I know like Yeezy, you know, yeah. you know, Yeezy, just to kind of kind of reference him. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I know a lot of people think he's crazy. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people think mm -hmm. like he's some of the things and some of the things he says are kind of like yeah, out there. The wall. Hey, but low key, he's genius, bro. Man. To me, low key, he's got that genius gene yes. in him, bro. Yes. And I think that's why because if you every genius in history has had a little bit of craziness crazy in him. Einstein. <laughs> and it's because people can't, it's because I think there's just, there's so much genius, genius, genius trapped in them that they want to get this information out. And I think that in the moment it gets out, it comes out as crazy. Absolutely. But he said something so true. He said, man, like, you know, he's like, cause he, sometimes he challenges and he says like, 
when he talks about like um, black culture and stuff, he's like, man, we we talk about this and we rap about this. He's like, but do we own the land? Man. Do we own man. the land? He's like, yeah, we own the change. Yeah. He's like, even the clothes, like, do we own the clothes? Right. Do we own the shoes? Right. Do we do we own the land? Do we own properties? Do we own real estate? And it's true, man. And I say the same thing for like my 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 Hispanic community. Yeah. It's like, that's what we gotta do, man. Like right now there's a big like narco culture, like where buy the truck and buy this mm-hmm, and buy mm-hmm. the chains and and mm-hmm. and and live that lavish lifestyle mm-hmm. and, and make yourself look nice. But at the end of the day, man, like our communities, man. God because- ain't making no more land. God ain't making no more land. So go get as much as you possibly can. There you go. There's, you can, we can make clothes, chains, just like you said, yeah. but he's not making any more land. Yeah. And you are 100% right about that. That's that's, yeah. that's the next goal, man, is yeah. to get some, some serious land. Yeah. You know? And I think that's what really, and I, I believe that, that it does something to kids. You know, when we're raising our kids in, in communities like that, you know, it does something to them because it 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 it, it makes them feel like this is their community. Yeah. And I think we need to take more pride in our communities yeah. like that. You know, because I re- it does start with simple things, man. Like you know, when when you go into a community where the houses are fixed up, what does that do to you? Absolutely. And why are they fixed up? It's because the people own they them. own it. They own it exactly. Because you, you want to take care of what ex- you want to take care of what's yours. Exactly. But you go to a community where everyone is just renting, mm-hmm. and you'll see the difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, we got to move from a renter's mentality to a ownership mentality yeah. in our communities because I think that's that's gonna not only boost our communities, it's gonna boost our morale. Yeah, it's gonna boost the morale of our children. You know, I believe it's gonna do something to them where it's like, man, if mom and dad could do it, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. and I and if they can do more, even better. Man, I man, I <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, bro. Yeah. Seriously, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. Heck yeah, man. So. So yeah, man. So that's um. So now that self-made's out out of the picture, yeah. like as far as ownership wise, I know you probably still keep in touch with a yeah, lot of people sure. there. For sure, met a lot of good people there. Yeah, met some good people, man. I've ran across some some really good people. Yeah, seriously, yeah. people that are not with self-made. There's still some people that are with self-made. That's yeah. like I've ran across some good people, and yeah. um. So yeah, man. I'm just looking for you know I'm really looking for direction from the Lord now. Yeah, figure exactly where is yeah. He want me in that area. Um, friend, friend of mine and I, we started a trucking company. So uh, we basically have two trucks on the road right now, and um, just just a blessing, man. And That's tight. and like I said, like after this, man, I can go pick up my girls from from school. Yeah, and it's it's a blessing. I, I've had a different change of perspective. I still want that. I'm a big dreamer, man, and I want multiple homes. I want apartment buildings. I want. That freedom. Yeah. I want to take my wife to lunch whenever I want to, things like that, <laughs> yeah. man. So I'm still striving for that, but I'm yeah. really waiting on direction, man. I think yeah. um, I moved really fast with self made and getting into it, and and it was the best thing to happen to me, even with all the struggles. Yeah. But I'm really waiting on direction now, and I'm thankful. Yeah. I'm super thankful. That's cool, man. That's cool, man. Well, yeah, no, and and I even see that you guys are part of a. Uh, new church plant too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah man. City I, Connect, I City, City Connect, Connect man, right over Fon- in Fontana. Fontana, yeah, yeah, man. The Sierra Lakes area. Sierra Lakes uh, Elementary School. Pastor Brian Wallace and his and his um lovely wife Princess. And so it's That's just right. been a blessing, man. Um, I think, um, uh, just in, in all honesty, man, I've I've I fell by the wayside for a couple of years, and I just yeah. I really didn't put my my Christianity to. I wasn't really utilizing it. I really wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, Lord had to wake me up in a lot of different aspects. Yeah. And um, it makes me emotional, but I'm thankful that, you know, he didn't take me out or anything. But, like, 
found my way back. The Lord brought me back, and I'm just so thankful to be a part of this. Not perfect by any by any stretch of imagination, man, right. but I'm just really focused on trying to get my relationship back with the Lord and um, just trying to get things right, man. Yeah, that, yeah, and that's so beautiful, man. And and I I love hearing stories like that because it it gives hope not just to us, it gives hope to a lot of people that are out there yeah. that might be in the same situation where they feel like, man, um, like man, I'm not. I'm not utilizing my faith in the way that, in the capacity that I should, or, yeah. or maybe I've neglected, you know, some areas in my life. Yeah. I mean, and I know we even talked a little bit about that before the episode where it's like, I was, when you were telling me that story, yeah. I was like, man, I feel you, man. Cause that was me, um, you know, throughout mostly like, I want to say 2017 through like 2019 and, yeah. you know, 20. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until, um, early 2021, you know, after my grandma passed away where, I just really felt, you know, God was, was like kind of waking me up, yeah. Like kind of saying, like, hey, hey, I'm, I, I'm here, yeah. And I still love you, and I know what you've gone through, and I, you know what I mean. And it just, but, you know, you're not, you're not in the space that you should. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, um, I'm get a little transparent because I want to help people. Um, October 24th, 2021, my wife came to me. She said she wanted a divorce. Mm. And, um, yeah, that hit hard. And it was like, nah, it's time to get things the right way. It's time to get it right. And um, the Lord just, just dealt with me. He definitely dealt with me. And I'm, um, we're in a really good place right now. He didn't allow that to go down. Um, she had every right to ask for that. And um, she, he just, he turned things around. And I'm super thankful um, to, to the Lord, super thankful to her. Um, strong, strong woman. Like, she is, she's not a woman of many words, but she's a strong woman. Yeah. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for reconciliation. I'm thankful for the Bible. I'm thankful for stories in the Bible that have showed us that there can be restoration yeah. um, and I'm thankful for people like her and so I'm hoping people are encouraged if you may be going through stuff man yeah. I got to a point in my life in 2021 where it's just I literally had to just take one step at a time like literally yeah. because things were so bad where it's like look I'm just going to take this step next step yeah. what's the next thing you got to do I got to take a shower okay I'm gonna take a shower what's the next thing you got to do I got to get to work, okay, get to work. And so I'm praying for those who are out there dealing with stuff. And yeah. I'm just, yeah, man. That's, that's, that's awesome, <laughs> You brought bro. that out of me, George. I'm, that was tough, man. <laughs> that's, oh, man, that, thank you for your, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that honesty and that transparency. We, our world needs more of that. Yeah. You know, our, our communities need more of that because not everything is, is, is roses, man. Not you at know all. what I mean? And, um. And I, I, I empathize and I sympathize so much with you because, you know, um, there are a lot of similarities, you know, even yeah. in our stories, man, where, you know, we, you know, God could have allowed for us to lose everything, you know, and, um, you know, and it's such a beautiful thing. And I, and I think that sometimes when I know sometimes people see Christianity and, and they see it in a negative light sometimes, but they don't understand that those that have experienced, you know, his love it's it, you know it that's what it is it's they've it's been a a deep sense of like i don't deserve this but yet he embraces us yeah. 
you know, and, and that's such a beautiful reminder for us to remember that, you know, he takes us as we are. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. he takes us as where he, even with all those, he, I always say, man, there is nothing. We can never shot God. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. I love it. Yeah. We can never like God. It's not like God's a, <gasps> yeah, you did that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I didn't expect that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the beautiful thing, man. And so, um, how about some last words of advice, man, for for the listeners, man? Yeah. Um, if there's anything that you'd like to add, some last words of advice to yeah, them. Yeah, man. No, I just, heart. for me, man, and I'm not pushing my religion on anybody, but just sit, take some time to sit down and listen to, to God. Yeah. Take some time to sit back and listen to God. This this past three years has been chaotic from pandemics and things like that. Yeah. So for me, I've just been taking a lot of time just to sit back, take your time. You know, and things will get better. There's a huge, like, just suicidal population. I had a friend that took his life my sophomore year in high school, and it was just yeah. sit back. Things will be okay. Things will change. Yeah. You know, continue to press forward, man. And I'm praying for you. I may not know your name, may not have ever met you, but I do a utilitarian prayer at times to where it's just like anybody out there dealing with stuff, I'm just praying for him. Yeah. So. That's what's up, man. And then how can they find you on social media? Justin.underscore.d, as in David, dot underscore, or underscore Jerry. And I'm I'm on social media, man. So reach out, say what's up, man. I'm willing to say what's up and things like that. I'm nobody special, so I'll definitely respond back. No, no, you (laughs) definitely are someone special, bro. Appreciate that. And I really appreciate it, man. And I'm going to have all his links um, um, there in the description, there in in the... Right there in the description on YouTube, and um, so make sure you follow him. Make sure you follow the Good Man Movement. Yes, um, yes. I'll also put that link down there for sure. Um, so that way, man, if you feel if you're in the area, if you're in the IE, um, and you wish to be a part, you know, yeah. or somehow contribute towards this vision of uh, mentoring the next generation, because uh, we need that. Yeah, like we really, we really need that, man. Or you know, if you feel even led to. Um, you know, tell your story here on Offbeat Podcast. There you go. You got a story, man, that you say, man, I want to share it. Um, hit me up. Hit me up, man. I, I'm, I'm always on the, you know, looking out for messages too, man. Yeah. I'm always willing to say what's up. And, um, you know, we uh, we just want to keep being, being a blessing, man. We just want to keep pushing this movement. Everyone has a story. Some people have it um, a little bit more offbeat than others. There you go. Some people have had some crazy things happen in their life, man. But today's conversation, man, it was so good, man. So good. I feel like we touched on on so many things, man. And and I wish you and your family all the best, bro. Blessings on your life, your children, man. Um, Same here. Josiah, who's on his way, right? Young King on his way. Yeah, yeah, Young King, man. So um, thank you so much, Justin, man, for being on this episode with me. Um, Thank everyone. Continue to, if you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button. Hit the alert button. You know, we're releasing content every single day on our social medias, releasing new episodes every week. Um, and we have exciting, exciting things coming. And if you um, and if you've thought about, man, you know what, how, you know, maybe you'd like to contribute. You know, I'm going to put um, our Venmo there. If you want to become a Patreon, um, I'm going to put the link right there too. Um, Patreon, you can actually um, be part of a, a community and, you know, you you, you can decide how much you want to give on a monthly basis. You know what I mean? Just to keep us going. Everything that comes in, we reinvest it back into the podcast 
to make it better. Um, and because that's what we want. Our goal is to get these stories out, to build a platform for people to tell their stories. People like you and me, just average people, man. You know what I mean? Like we thank thank God for the you know the Grant Cardones and for yeah. the, you know for all these big big names out there, the Gary V's, man. We learn a lot from them, but I believe we can learn a lot from ourselves too, from people just like you and me. So thank you so much for tuning in. This Amen. was Off Beat Podcast. Let's go. Let's go, baby.